Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. And between the years 1990 and 2000, I did hundreds of interviews with musicians for the Irish Times in a slot that was originally called the Joe Jackson Interview. When Paddy Woodworth, the newspaper's arts editor, launched its now legendary sound and vision double-page spread. The name above the title idea was his. And I once said to Paddy, why me, Lord? I was joking, though editors do like to be addressed that way. Paddy explained that he chose me primarily because we both believe that the arts should be central to political debate rather than relegated to the sidelines and that as such, popular music, as an outgrowth of popular culture, could and should be explored from a socio-political perspective. And even if all I got was a phone interview, something I usually rejected because it didn't lend itself to in-depth discussion, I was happy to say, you bet. What follows is one of my Irish Times interviews. Enjoy. Jackson. It is indeed. How you doing? This is Big Sucker here. Hello there. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very upset. I believe I offended some of the pop suckers there. I, I, I claimed recently that Elvis made the world, and I had to be reminded by Ollie Jennings, you know him? Uh, Ollie Fastbuck. Ollie, yeah, same guy. That I was wrong to suggest that Elvis changed the world, that though he was your friend, uh, there are other rockers maybe better than he. Well, uh, I know that uh, Eddie and Elvis had some time in the army together. Right. Elvis went to Germany, but uh, I think it was a short-lived relationship because they kept still stealing each other's thunder, you know? Right, I see. I think they actually changed battalions. Okay. That's where our, you know, our association with Elvis ended. Right, but you you, you know he made the world, didn't he? We made something. Right. Maybe a white racist world, yeah. But Is that what? Not uh, the world the pop suckers live in. Oh, I see. White racist, was he? Well, you know, public enemy, they're coming out with that at the moment, but... Right. They can't go and get political now, you know. Okay, all right, so who... Well, who was better than he, though? I know this song, you're name-checking a lot of people there. Who was better than Elvis then? Buddy Holly. Buddy was better. Much better. Was he not kind of a bit racist himself there? Maybe not to get too political? Well, Buddy was kind of very isolated where he came from. I'm talking about later in all of his life. I mean, anybody who lives in small town America, you know, is, is isolated from the whole situation there. But once you move out into the world, you sort of meant to open your mind. But uh, I don't right. think Elvis did that. Buddy didn't get the chance to do that. He was just about entering the big world, you know? Right. And what other rockers are better? Oh, Chuck Berry. Yeah, yeah? Eddie Cochran. Mm, mm. You know. Okay. Uh, I mean, the poor guys, Eddie and Buddy, you know, they hit the, hit the wall. You know, why is it you choose these guys that died quite young? You kind of have some kind of spiritual affinity with that? Well, I mean, like Eddie Cochran and uh, Buddy Sucker and our band. I mean, they were working on an idea about three steps to heaven. Yeah. You know, and we actually had the idea. Step one is always easy first. Okay. Eddie Cochran went off and wrote three steps to heaven after that. We were kind of offended over that. But, he uh, took the other two steps. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also took the fourth step, didn't he? Ooh, yeah, well, that's the one, isn't it? <laughs> well, you don't want the fourth one. Yeah, well, I hope, well, I hope uh, Bill Sucker doesn't end up on that fourth step, you know. <laughs> so do I. He fell, down the, he fell down the stairs at a barbecue just before we left Jamesburg to get here. Was he damaged seriously? Seriously damaged. He had both some ligaments in his back and a few vertebrae were dislocated. You know? Oh, but, uh, I mean, he's just a session guitarist. You know, we can get another one over here, but he's, he's with us at the moment. Tell me about, uh, somebody else said that Lennon said you guys were, were better than Buddy again, and, and maybe oh, I... Uh, you're talking about the, the Pobbles interview. Oh, is that it? Yeah, the one he did in London in 1980. Lennon? Yeah. Uh, uh, late December? That's right, yeah. This was after the little accident in New York? Oh, before? 
All right. And with the, so what was he trying to say? That maybe before he took the Beatles' name as an echo of the crickets, well, he, he was yeah, going he, to take the pop suckers? Well, actually, he was quoted as saying if he had written a song like Step One is Always Easy, he would have died happy. But unfortunately, you know, Mr. Yeah. Chapman put the bullet in him before that. But hey, we, we don't own Mr. Chapman, you know. Was he going to call the group uh, the pop suckers instead of the Beatles? Well, no. That's that just a nasty rumor. Yeah, that was Paul McCartney, you know. Oh, right. If you'd have seen our press shots, if you'd seen me, I'm the guy with the, uh, as Alan Corr from the RTE uh, guy described me as a cross between, uh, what do you call that guy, uh, Roy Orbson and an Avon lady. All right. Described me, you know, I, I look like him, but... Paul well, in the right light, Roy could look like an Avon lady, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I had the thin face, I mean, a bit better made up than uh, old Roy was, you know. Well, well, certainly the way he's made up now. <laughs> all those sample drums in this track you just brought out. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you getting the money for that? Like, do they put it into some sort of little slot in this coffin? I think so. Down in there or something. You know your name. You've got to tell me about the name. I'm just afraid that some, if you're playing, we'd say, a benefit in, in a convent and a nun mispronounces the name Pop Suckers. Might that not yeah, be well, embarrassing for them? Well, that's kind of a little, you know, a little end joke on the band, you know. We don't do gigs in nunneries anymore. Do you know, because of that? Did that problem arise? Well, I mean, a nunnery's a different, you know, it's got, a nunnery's got a couple of different meanings, you know. Right. You judge that for yourself, you know. But, uh... Okay. I mean, just Eddie Suckers after walking in here. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? I can't let you speak to him, because he's just coming out of detox. Has he? How you doing, Thomas? He's a bit erratic, you know, do you hear him in the back? I can hear that, I can hear that, yeah. What are you saying about me, Thomas? I've got... He's paranoid, you know. Okay, I've only got a couple of more questions, then I'll let you go. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so um, I wanted, uh, about the messages in your songs, I could be suggested that you carry more messages in them than Dylan and you two put together. Um, Lots of messages in there. A lot of deep messages. If you play our records backwards, right. you can actually hear the American National Anthem. Oh, God. Yeah, but your records backwards carry that kind of uh, coded message. Yeah, Flag waving. Flag waving. <laughs> Any other kind of messages in there like tea and sugar and bread? Any of that stuff? <laughs> the real good stuff. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jackson, I don't think you're taking us seriously. Oh, I'm deeply sorry. No, no, I mean, we're... we're, we're I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. But we are a third world country and we need a lot of food. And I mean, if you could carry those kind of messages in your songs, I know it would yeah. go down well. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we ain't got a check out or nothing, you know. But uh, are you going to come to the concert tonight? Yeah, yeah. But, oh, definitely, yeah. I, I, I'll pay my, um, my dues there. Well, I mean, we're kind of upset because this band, The Motive, got to support the uh, Sawdusters before. All right. We were meant to have that slot, but uh, because we got relations in Conley outside gym, they sort of said, hey, we'll give you a spot somewhere, so I think you might see us up there tonight. You had sex outside Tomb? Relations. Well, that's what you said. You had relations with somebody outside Tomb today, and you're tired. <laughs> Tell I'll what? blow it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, about blowing, just a couple of last questions, because I know a lot of your fans, your newly developed fans, you know the way a lot of these rock and roll stars use a lot of drugs now to keep to keep going through gigs and maybe to rise the demands of groupies? Is that part of the thing for you? Well, no, I mean, if you looked at the, uh, the, the, the press release of the band that sort of finished up in 1962, one of a couple of guys in the, the detox, Eddie and Buddy, who were the original pop suckers, but, uh, I mean, We've got a motto now that the crew, the sound man, the manager, the driver, right down to the t-shirt person. Right. Nobody is allowed to bring any form of drug onto the premises when we're playing. That means no 
that's coffee, nothing, because I mean, these guys are very vulnerable, you know. So that's just, they like to keep it for after the gig. Well, I, I mean, Buddy is quoted as saying that if somebody spikes him, you know, he doesn't mind that. All right. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I'm spearheading myself and Ringo are spearheading this revival for the two boys, you know. Right. Uh, you know, we're watching out for them. We don't want to see them slipping back, you know. Right, okay. I mean, that guy McGowan. Yeah. I mean, like, look at that, you know, sad sight. Okay, and how do you how do you keep hidden the fact that you're all gay? Hiding the fact that we're all gay? Yeah. Because we're all related to each other. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, Buddy and Eddie are brothers. All right. And then you got myself and Bill are half-brothers, but we're cousins of Buddy and Eddie's. And then Ringo is the love child of our former drummer, Crispy. All right. In a motorcycle accident. Right. So, I mean, that's good enough uh, sort of curtain, isn't it? But the picture's very camp, if I don't want to offend you guys, you know, but very camp, very village people-ish. <laughs> you don't see any uh, sort of construction helmets there, do you? <laughs> oh, we, we do play an odd game on the bus called Mr. Wobbly Eyes Helmet. <laughs> okay, what do you think of the uh, Gods of Tune, the Saw Doctors, Saw Dusters? Gods of Tune? Yeah. Um, gods, uh, icons, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, I mean, like, I've given it a slot tonight. Right. I suggest you ask me that question after the tour, you know. Like when they pay? Yeah, well, if they can get us. I mean, they're talking about getting us on sale. Right. If they can swing that one for us. Would you, I don't see any more use for them, so we'll probably drop them there. After that. Yeah. Would you get the hundred grand we'd say that Brian Adams and all these people get, yeah? The hundred grand? Yeah. No, we just want uh, we want to have a nice time. Right. If we got our way paid down there and our way back to Jamesburg in Jersey, we'd be happy. Okay. I mean, we're just trying to make an inroad here to make a big... We hope to do a rehearsal tour here in September. You know the way uh, Def Leppard and Dyer's Dreams kind of rehearsal. Uh, we heard stories back, uh, you know Geffen? Yeah. The boss of Geffen told us that uh, Def Leppard did a tour around Ireland, and he actually charged people seven quid to come and see them rehearse. All right. It as a rehearsal tour. Yeah. Well, we hope to do that, and that's all we're over here for now is this kind of set up. To set up the scam. Yeah, so, I mean... Our main objective is to make a lot of money, but we can wait. We don't have to make the money tomorrow. We want to make it, you know, next year. Right, you know? right, right. So you're just organizing the major scam for next year? Well, this rehearsal tour is going to be the one, you know. Right, okay. I'd like to meet Joe Elliott, is that his name? Joe, yeah, yeah. He's going to be good. Okay, I can leave it there. Yeah, are you happy enough? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay, see, see you later. Come up and pop your suck off tonight. Okay, see you then. <laughs> Hi, Joe Jackson here again. And if you want to read the article that came out of that chat you just heard, check my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. Also, if you'd like to be notified of shows that focus on hundreds more interviews like the one you just heard, why not subscribe to the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast? Either way, thank you for listening.